Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode with Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, hey, guys. Thanks for listening today. We're glad you're joining us again. For those of you that uh, this is your first time listening, we release a new podcast every single Wednesday. Woo-hoo! It means a lot to us that you would take the time to in- invite us into your day, your world, wherever you're at listening. Um, and for those of you that share this with your friends and your family, we want to thank you. And for those of you that Say listen thanks. to us on like one and a half speed, we are uh, <laughs> we are not chipmunks. Hey, I listen to every podcast that I listen to on one and a half. So if you haven't found that feature yet and you want this 30-minute um, podcast or 35 minutes to go twice as well, not quite twice as fast. That's it's too fast. A lot faster. Put it on one and a half and then... And you I will sound can... like a chipmunk, and Tatum will sound like, it's I don't awesome. know what you'll sound like. <laughs> I'll sound amazing. You'll sound like an angel. Hey, hey. we've been uh, in this wow. really, um, I I don't know how else to say it other than that I think it will help define uh, people's lives. It'll This topic that we're talking courses. about? courses, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like a, let me say it like this. Okay. This is like a blue ocean. Whoa. In other words, there's no limit. This is a this is a blue ocean um, topic right here. Because what this is going to do is it's going to create this discipline and balance in people's lives is, that is going to take them to places that they never dreamed possible. A blue ocean. Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I like I love a blue ocean. <laughs> 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 I love a blue ocean. So we're going to give you the boat so that you can get on that get boat. Get on and t- the boat and go. And, and- no, but we're picking back up from last week. So if you didn't hear the week before, you might want to check it out. But we're talking about balance and discipline and how to live that. So I promise you, I want to take two minutes and just bring everybody up to speed on last week's um Do that. That'll be better. Podcast. First uh, Peter, this was the foundational scripture. First Peter 5, 8 says, be well balanced. Uh, disciplined, sober of mind, and vigilant, cautious all the times for the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm -hmm. And so when we live balanced, disciplined lives, it basically shuts the lion's mouth. Mm -hmm. Because he's looking for unbalanced people. And those those that are not disciplined and those that are unbalanced are those that he wants to completely destroy their lives. He wants to devour you. Jesus said the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And so we talked about some um, some practical things. Um, and in order to live a balanced, disciplined life, you got to have purpose. Yes, what, you do. What, what's the purpose of Where it? are you going? Direction. It, it's not just so that I can be balanced and disciplined. Um, the, the purpose is that God has a, uh, a preferred future for you. He's got something that needed to be done on this earth and it mm-hmm, required your mm-hmm. existence. And when you find that out, that drives this desire to be balanced and disciplined so that you can fulfill God's intended desire for you. You said it so well. All right. Good job, uh, babe. So you, you've got to be purposeful. So we gave some um, some examples of this, and I'm just going to say them quick. 
Uh, uh, in other words, make the most of your time. So don't procrastinate. Do it now. We talked about do it in your giving and uh, dealing with issues and unpleasant tasks. Don't procrastinate. Tackle yeah, those things just right now. Get it done. Uh, how about showing love and appreciation to other people? Don't procrastinate. Make the most of your time because you've only got one life will soon be passed. Only, only what's, what's done, done for Christ, for Christ is going to last. Will so last. Make the most. Here's another thing, and that was don't blow things out of proportion. So, in other words, don't let your mind rule you, mm-hmm. because people are having all these. I mean, you <clears throat> and I, and I just I gave the um, I gave the example that um, I I've just determined that I'm not going to necessarily have problems. I'm going to call them speed bumps. There you go. Because when when I blow them out of proportion, now all of a sudden it becomes something that just dominates my life and my mind and my my world, and it affects you, my staff, our church. No, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a speed bump, and then we just the last practical thing, and we're gonna pick up right from here. We're gonna keep going. The last thing we talked about last week is don't allow a lazy mind to rule you. Don't just veg out and just watch, you know, uh, uh, every Netflix sh- show that there ever was. And, <laughs> it's uh, okay to set an allotted time to not do work, right? You should. Oh yeah. But we're just nothing saying, wrong with that. But but if that's what you do always, yeah. If you, if. If you're not growing in... If you're not growing daily, you're dying you're die gradually. gradually. Yeah. So th- think about it. Decisions to act require thought. Okay? And so you're going to have to do it. I cannot tell you how many guys that I've talked to have told me, like, oh, yeah, I, I've, I've had that idea for a long time. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing that. I've been thinking about doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, I like that. Like, well, like, well, it, when well, are you going to do it? What are you waiting on? Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. All right. Here's, here's the fourth one. We're picking up um, where, uh, where we kind of left off last week. And, and that's this. A wandering mind will create problems in completing tasks. So let me read this scripture to you. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1, written by King Solomon. It says, keep your foot and give your mind to what you're doing. Okay, so don't let your mind wander and create all kinds of different problems. Okay, so go at it, do it. Uh, because if your mind just wanders, the tasks will become something that are just incredibly difficult to accomplish. Do you agree, honey? You do? I Okay, I totally missed what you t- <laughs> <laughs> That right there was a great example of a wandering mind. It's going to create problems in completing tasks. Cuz Tatum's mind just wandered there <laughs> and I was passing you the ball so that you could take it. <laughs> That's so not fair. Hold on. So, Hold on. That is a great I that was a, perfect. <laughs> that was a perfect example of a wandering mind will uh, create problems in completing tasks. I will have you know that I am looking up Ecclesiastes 5. <laughs> if I can be honest okay. for one second, because I need a different translation than what Chris just read. Oh, gosh, help us, Lord. Hold on. I was, I'm looking up, you know, sometimes this... 
Okay. What translation was that? That was the King James. Sometimes King James, I just need a different translation. All right. So Give it to me. I'm not trying to offend okay. you keep, lovers keep, of uh, King James, but... If it was good enough for Paul, it should be good enough for us. Well, I ain't Paul. Let me just <laughs> say I'm Tatum, and I'm going to read from the CEV translation. Okay. Ecclesiastes 5.1 says, Be careful what you do when you enter the house of God. Fools go there to offer... Sacrifices because all they do is sin, but it's best just to listen when you go to worship. Okay. So. Be careful. Be careful. Yes. King James Mm -hmm. told us to keep your foot. Now I was trying to figure out what what he meant. Um, But I think what he's saying is when you enter God's house, you're not coming here to for the sake of visibly showing sacrifice for your sin, but you're actually coming here to listen, like to listen to what God's telling you to do, not just do what you think you're supposed to do. Yep. I don't know if I'm interpreting this right, Chris. I need yep. you to help me out here. Right. So here, here, I had a wandering mind. Uh-huh. Reading, that was a great example. Right wandering, there. reading the Bible. <laughs> and I don't, I'm going to... How about this? This is an I'm area where it. people um, are undisciplined and need balance, and that is in the area of being vague. So don't be vague. Have a plan and work your plan. So um, there needs to be some detail to things, if that makes sense. That's You're speaking my language when you talk detail. I love detail. I kind of get all caught up in all the details, and, and it's a good thing. So in, in relationships with your, um, with your friends, your husband, your, uh, your wife— uh, with uh, em- employees, employer, uh, don't be vague. Be detailed, if that makes sense. Be specific, yeah. yeah. It's not fair for somebody else to, if if we're giving direction and as we are like parents, as a spouse, as an employee, like you just said, it's not fair to not <laughs> say what you really mean, to just generalize things because that we're just setting people up. We're setting ourselves up for disappointment and setting people up to fail, and they don't even know they're failing. Delegation they without definition brings, brings disaster. disaster. Yes. Delegation without definition brings disaster. So when, when you are communicating with other people, be balanced by giving great detail. So we, we lead with the spoken word, and we govern with the written word. Yeah. And so we got to make sure that both of those... Now, that doesn't mean when I speak to you, <laughs> I'm going to... We don't have a written and then word. I'm put it on, a, on, a, on a document or whatever for you, but we're, we we make sure that we are clear in our expectations. I've always said it like this: that the myth of communication is that it actually happened. Yeah, we think, well, I already I already told them, and that person's like, you never told me. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, not being vague, but being clear, specific, and having a plan. Um, having direction, like knowing what you're working towards, where you're going with that, helps you know when you got there. It sure does. So uh, what we need to realize is that a disciplined life requires hard work. So if you're going to live like this, if you're going to have discipline in, in your finances, um, in your in your health, in your marriage, in your relationships, mm-hmm. and your children. Lord yeah. knows that's hard. It, it's going to require hard work, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. Uh, it it isn't a life of of doing what you feel like. It's 
It's a life of self-denial. And the rewards of living like that mm -hmm. are completely worth it. Yeah, they are. It's the life, it's the life Christ calls us to live. Yes, it's worth it. And yes, it's hard, but we we live like um we live as a living sacrifice, like meaning we're alive, but we have to lay our flesh, our desires, our wants, our sinful nature on the altar and say, Lord, I'm killing, I'm crucifying that part of me that wants to do what's not good for me, that wants to do what feels good, but it's not disciplined. And so just hearing you say like, it's a life of self-denial made me think about, this is the life Christ called us to live. And with his help, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens so us. Think, we so can let, do it. Let me put it like this. Um, it when, when it comes to your finances, instead of you just spending everything that you have, because that's easy, yeah, a disciplined balanced person says, you know what, I'm going to create margin. Yeah. Yep. And that's not easy in our culture today because everything is buy this. In fact, have you can buy now this now and, and not you don't pay have to for, pay for like yeah. three years. Yeah. You know, 0% interest for... Uh, it's a trap. Don't do it. It's a trap. Uh, the rewards are are much better if you, if you live a disciplined life. Think about it when it comes to your health. It, it, it isn't... I, I never feel like uh, going to the gym or hitting the trails on the mountain bike or, or all that. Not I feel always. like that sometimes. sometimes. But I never, sometimes. I don't ever feel like saying no to the foods that I really want to eat. You don't feel it. But I know I feel so much better when I'm eating well. Like mm -hmm. when we go on vacation, I eat everything that I ever dreamed of eating. I just let myself have it because it's vacation. I'm not disciplined. And I usually feel physically like pretty bad <laughs> mm -hmm. if i'm honest because i yeah we just do better and feel better giving my body what i know that it needs so here's, anyway here's some simple things that you can start doing today and that's this how about this how about pick up the clothes to all the children listening <laughs> or the moms and dads no i'm just teasing because i know our oh. teen our kids listen when, but when i come home from church on sundays yeah or from the office and you know you get out of work clothes into something a little more relaxing, uh, and you'd have to listen to last week's podcast. Um, to know why he's yeah. laughing. But uh, I don't just throw them somewhere. I'll I'll go put them away. I'll, put, I'll I put my shoes away. I mean I know it sounds so so elementary, so whatever, but everything has a place, and if everything is in that place, it brings peace. It does bring, yeah. So if you just example, peace to come in and it's orderly. Yes, when everything has its, its own place, decluttered and, and now all of a sudden it brings peace. Your environment, yeah, it matters. How about this? Uh, we we make our bed every every morning, every day. And there's a lot of pillows, guys, that I got to put back Stop. up on that bed. Just, uh, how about cleaning the table after we eat? Yeah. Again, these simple sounds so simple, yeah. but it's little things that we always are going to do the work first. We're going to yeah. we're going to make sure that we're disciplined. And when you create, I pay bills the second they come in. When we, you create those disciplines as like a habit, when they become something that you don't even think, I don't even think I would never even consider not brushing my teeth. Okay, I wouldn't. You be, why? Because it's a habit. Like you started your hopefully your mom made you or did it for you when you were little and it just became something you always I would not think about not taking a bath and washing like the same as with any area of life so when it becomes a regiment when it becomes like 
I don't feel like it. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm going to take my contacts out and wash my face. Like it's a discipline. Um, it's not so hard after you do it repeatedly. Do you know what I'm saying? So the right, the same th- with any area of your life, with your, your finances, is found with in your-, your daily routine. Yes. So, I mean, uh, cleaning the table after eating. How about how about tithing? Yeah, to us, it's it's a no brainer. I mean. I have it automatically just coming yeah. out. Yeah, why would I not? Yeah, why would I not? A disciplined person doesn't make work for other people. Mm. I'm going to say that again. A disciplined person doesn't make work for other people. They are those that they will um, they'll clean up after themselves. They, they work hard to... Um, Be prepared, to, to, to pick yeah, up. They're, to... they're prepared, they're planned, they're ready. They, they, they've thought ahead... They're not expecting other people to do their work. Again, when we make excuses, we rarely make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is... Um, we love y'all. I feel like we need yeah. to take a minute and be like, we're not just getting on to you as a... Yeah, this is, this is something I said last this week. This is healthy. Uh, and that's this. Isn't it more fun to fix somebody else rather than yourself? Yeah. Because so, maybe this highlights something that you feel like... Uh, you know about yourself or maybe others have pointed out to you that, yeah, that you need, this area needs working on. Yeah, don't receive it as a... And yeah, these are things, these a, are, a so negative these thing. are disciplines these are, that we do. Okay? Yeah. And, and if you don't do them, that's fine, but this is us. So if we have a, uh, we had what? We had like 40 people over to the house the other night for this gender reveal party that we had to, to celebrate. Yeah. And uh, when everybody left, what did we do? We, we, I mean, it was late that night. It was on a Sunday evening. I spoke all the services here, went home, got things this ready. This is how we live. This yeah. This is how we live. But after that was done, you know what we did? I grabbed a vacuum. Tatum grabbed some cleaner. cleaner and <laughs> she started cleaning some stuff and put it away. So by the time we were ready to go to bed, about 45 minutes later. Yeah. The house is all clean. It was Put all back clean. together. So in other words, we're going to have to do it someday. Why not do it now? Just get it done. And wake up yeah. in the morning and have... A fresh start. A fresh start piece because mm-hmm. we got a busy week ahead of us because it just compiles and compiles and compiles. Yep. How, how about this area? Um, how about training your body? I think that's an area that we need to be balanced in, um, trained in. Uh, how about training ourselves to look people in the eyes when we, when we talk to them, yeah. when they're talking to us? Do you remember when our kids were little? That was one of those important things to us. We mm-hmm. we actually had to teach our kids, and maybe some of you listening are parents and you know what it's like to do this. But for us, it was important that our kids, in our culture, it shows respect when someone's talking to you that you look them in the eyes. And so I remember for, it felt like years, mm-hmm. <laughs> telling our toddlers as they're little and you start teaching them, you know, hey, when when someone's talking when to you, look at them, you, look, look at in their eyes, yeah. look at their face. And and. It's important. It matters. And so, you know, that that's a discipline <laughs> that not everyone does. Now, it matters. You do this so matters. good. You do this really good, Tatum, that when somebody, whether it's here on, in church on a, on a weekend or whatever, when they're talking to you, your eyes are not darting all over the place. You're giving them your full attention. But that's a discipline. Yeah. And it shows, it shows respect. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a way of just showing them, I care about what you're saying and I'm listening. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating or some sometimes irritating to have some, you know, to you be sharing your heart or a story or something about yourself with someone and you know they're not listening. They're not even looking at you. <laughs> so how about this one here? How about uh 
taking on the hard tasks first. That's a great discipline. That's a big one. Yeah. We, listen, I actually, so this might sound a little funny, but I actually, mom taught me this uh, growing up when it came to my plate of food. <laughs> I know this about you. So I will always eat the thing I like the least first. first. For Chris, it's broccoli. <laughs> we eat a lot of broccoli in the Lindbergh house, and he always eats it first because he... Is it fair to say you hate it? No. You no, just don't I, I, like it. I, I'd rather have a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, here's my tip with broccoli. 10-second tip. Splash it with lemon juice. After you steam it. Yeah, steam it. You know, And then splash it with lemon juice and salt. A little it's, bit. Not like, don't, don't douse it. I like it. a lot. It. Yeah. It's so good, though. Anyway. That actually makes it a whole lot better. Yeah. But, but the discipline the, of, yeah. Take on the hard tasks first. <laughs> Eat your broccoli first. Get it over with. So like when you start your day, after you've spent time with the Lord and you, you get into your work day or whatever, hit those hard tasks first. And do, you, do the hardest one first. Yeah. Just knock it out. Get it done because it's going to loom over you and feel stressful all week long until it's so done. Maybe there's a hard conversation you need to have. Maybe there's a difficult phone call that needs to be made or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't procrastinate. Deal with it first. Be balanced. And then how about how about this one? Uh, this this one is huge to me. What's that? And that is complete what you've started. Yeah. I'm forever doing like 21 things at once. <laughs> so this is speaking to me right now because I know it. I, I do complete what I started eventually. I just have 15 other tabs open on my computer doing them all at once. But it, man... Feels good to get it done. But don't be somebody, you know, the word mediocre means halfway up a stony mountain. Yeah. Excellence doesn't just go halfway up a stony mountain. It ascends to the top. All the way, just get it done. Complete it. So in other words, don't just do, you know, oh, I, 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 I took care of, you know, half of what I was supposed to do. Sure. Yeah. You don't shirk your responsibility or your assignment and only do a little bit. I love this verse I wanted to read from Proverbs twenty two twenty nine because it's about exactly this that we're talking about. And it says, do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. And so to me, this is just saying right here from the Bible, if you see someone that's diligent and skillful, it's because he finished what he began. Like he gave his whole heart towards what he was assigned, towards what he was responsible for. And that's going to produce promotions. Yeah. That guy's going to stand before kings. Great He's, leaders. Yeah, going to be a great a great leader because he got it done yeah. um, and, and, and pushed through, finished the task. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thankful that we are a part of a church of finishers. In fact, that's the word I'm looking at on this wall right behind you. Like I, yeah. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he said, I fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I'm glad that Jesus, he didn't just go halfway through the cross and go, oh, this, this is, is good terrible. I'm not going to finish no, this. No, he yeah. finished what was in front of him. Yeah. And balanced, disciplined people, they finish the task that's in yes. front of them. They don't shirk the responsibility and say... Well, it's just too tough. I, I can't, can't do it. it whatever. whatever. Yeah. No, then you go get somebody else to help you. Yep. Don't be afraid we, to ask for help. We don't accept impossibilities. We challenge impossibilities 
And if there is something that we can't figure it out, we go get other people's help alongside so that we can overcome that thing. Yeah. Amen. We, we've got to excel. We, we, we've got to excel. How about, how about this one? And we're just giving you all kinds of... Um, practical. Really practical things. Yeah. And some of these may apply to you and some of them may not. But how about create punctu- uh, punctuality? So a bad habit will not be broken unless you're convinced it's rude and selfish to be late. Yeah. Punctuality. Mm-hmm. Says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot about your character. It says, hey, do I, do I really uh, care about this other person? It's one of my pet, pet peeves is yeah. being late. Like nothing, it's why I drive fast sometimes because I'm like, I got so much going on at times yeah. that... I, I want to honor the other person. I want to communicate that I value you enough to make sure that I am there on time so that you're not having to twiddle your thumbs. Yeah, like waiting and on someone. And I'm not someone. perfect on, on that. So maybe share what are some ways that you keep, because you have a really busy schedule, um, and a lot of people listening do, some ways that you keep like a schedule, things in front of you, how do you know what's going on? Tomorrow, for example, where you need to be, what you need to do, any tricks of the trade. For me, I use my alarm on my phone a lot. Oh, my goodness. Tatum, we have alarms that go off all the time. I'm like, whoa, where is that? (laughs) Chris feels like the fire alarm is happening, and it's just my Mm. phone. But I like that feature because I have a lot going on, too, and I'm afraid I'm going to forget. I'm actually pretty good at remembering everything in my mind, honestly. That's not normal, but it's true. I know. I can, like, remember dates and... Hold other on. Than, uh, other than what? Uh, th- than like the important <laughs> ones. <laughs> and that's like our anniversary. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I got it down now. You do? I-, I got it down now. Yeah. It's the 29th. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Of May. May 20th. Anyway, Chris does remember but a lot I have, just I have my wildly in your mind. Every week, uh, she will give me a lay of the land on Sunday night. So I'll get an email that. I, that itemizes all of my different um, meetings and different responsibilities that I'll have that week. Yeah. And I'll read through that. And most times when I read through that, I'll internalize it like just like that. And then I know exactly then where I Then you know it. Be. For me, I have to put it on my calendar. I live by the calendar. And I would suggest everyone so, do, do what Tatum does. Yeah. Now, if there's something that's way out, I'll ask Tatum, hey, put that on your... Because <laughs> <laughs> you read your calendar. She yeah. knows I look at my calendar several times a day. But yeah, keep... Um, I also say that things that help me are reflexive things. Yeah. So w- when I just know that I get up in the morning and I'm going to spend time with the Lord in prayer, and then I'm going to, we're going to go to the gym, and then I'm going to come on in, and we're and, and this is going to happen on this day. And this, so yep. like these reflexive things yeah. help me to stay in line. To stay disciplined by just knowing what you do every certain days of the week, there are certain tasks that you do on that day. Got it. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the other thing is I, I don't, Try to do more than what is reasonably um, able possible. to fit into a twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah. So, <clears throat> listen. The, the man who lives by split-second timing is apt to die of ulcers before he's fifty. And even if he doesn't, he's he's harming his health, his nerves, his life. Don't put more on your plate than is humanly possible. I feel like every person just needs to. Hear that? (laughs) 
Because I mean, we do. We wear we wear busy as a badge of honor. Yeah. We're like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. And when people say that, we like kind of bow our chests out a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm busier busy. than you. You know, like, oh, no. Yeah. Be free of that where you can not feel guilty about saying, I have literally nothing planned on my day off and I want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to run a million miles in a second. And Let me just give everybody one last thing. And then I, I just felt something in my heart that I want, I want to close today with. Okay. And, but here's, here's one last habit that we need to be disciplined and that's love your critics. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I heard it stated that, uh, the critics, they help keep me honest and humble. That's true. You might not like There's them some all appreciation the way. found in, in being honest now, and the humble. The critic is the one that knows you the least that tries to define you the most. So don't, don't, don't really listen to the critic. Uh, you need to listen to your coaches. You need to listen to people that love you. Um, but in the middle of everything, there's always some, th- some gold nugget that you can learn from that. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs 3.12, for, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Mm-hmm. So love your critic and understand that it's okay to be in these, uh, these moments of trying to rebalance, recalibrate your life so that you're balanced Physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. financially, um, relationally, in all these different areas of your life. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Now, uh, we're going to pick up on this next week, and I want to finish this. Uh, and we're going to be talking, well, I'm going to share with you guys how to keep yourself um, aligned, balanced, and disciplined. That, that'll be next week, and that'll be something because it, it's one thing to get aligned then it's another thing yeah to stay how do you, how do you maintain there, that? maintain it yeah uh but i want to just just for a second uh and, and some of this was based off of a lunch that i had today and i want to just talk for just three seconds and i, I just want to i want to train you i want to i want to deputize you as a uh as as a leader uh, a ministry leader of how to help somebody that has just lost a loved one because people have asked me they're like all right chris what do i say to somebody that they've just lost you know a mom a a family member a brother a sister a dad like what do you do what do you say yeah and i think a lot of times we we don't we don't know how to respond to that person we don't know what to do it's a scenario that at some point in our life everyone every one of us will yeah you're going to be in a situation where if it's not you it's someone you care about that lost a loved one and it's important to to know how to respond because the mortality rate in america right now (laughs) believe it or not is at a hundred percent we're all gonna die Mm -hmm. yeah so just in a nutshell here's what i do and that's this um I don't try to wow them with um, with words and all that. Listen, people will forget what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm. So the thing that I let people know is this, uh, that I, I just sit there and I listen. I, I let them know that I empathize with them. I will let them um, feel my, my, my genuine care for what it is that they're going through because they've lost somebody that they love. And I would just encourage you, when that happens, the worst thing in the world to do is, is to not say something. So our natural tendency is to sometimes want to um, distance ourselves. Yeah, because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Oh, what if I say the wrong yeah. thing? Yeah. And, and honestly, there is no right thing to say. 
There's, it, there's no magic word that's going to fix the pain. Yep. And so they'll forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so wrap your arms around them, you know, give them a hug, give them, uh, uh, just let them know, I, I'm so sorry. And the, the thing that I always do, it's, it's really the only thing that we have, and that is to redirect them to heaven. Yeah. To let them know about the blessed hope. So their attention and their heaven. focus is off of... The situation is... Yeah, you're really... That's the what you have to look forward to. Yeah. Instead of focusing on what you lost, focus on what lasts. And that's family and faith and, and your future. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're not gone, you're going to see them again. If they're a believer, you will see them again mm-hmm. in, in heaven. And so we care for them. We, we just let them know, I love you. I'm a friend. Uh... We, we redirect their attention to heaven. And then again, remember that they will, they will forget the words you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel in that moment. And the last little, little pastoral uh, secret here, and that's this. Uh, most people that they go through tragedy like that, they are overwhelmed with people in the first week. Mm-hmm. But where the depression and the sadness and a lot of the pain comes in is about 30 days after because no longer is that husband with me anymore. No longer is that, you know, is my wife with me or, you know, my child with me or, or my, my, you know. That, Mom or dad, whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so don't just inundate them with all that kindness in the first week. Or do, but don't forget yeah. about them next but don't month. Just, but then <laughs> yeah. also, hey, I just want to, let's go grab some coffee. Let me just check up on you. Yeah. And that'll mean the world to them. And, and God wants to use you to be the light in the dark place. And that's one thing I love about the church that I pastor, that the, the responsibility of caring for people is not just on our pastoral staff. We take that as a responsibility as the entire church. Yeah, that we all it's true. Work it happens together. through community. If it's in, in a yeah. growing, thriving church like what we have, if we had to do all of this, mm-hmm. it would, I mean, we would never be we able to We would drop the people. ball, right? We, we would miss can't. it. We, don't, we yeah. physically don't have time. Like, I would never see you. Yeah. I wouldn't like we would not have a marriage, <laughs> but we have incredible people that all carry this weight, uh, this of, heart of caring, of caring for other mm-hmm. people. It's true, and so um, God will use you. So if you have somebody in your life right now that has gone through that, don't distance yourself. Get close to them. That's a good tip. Yep. All right. Well, hey everybody, it's been a great day. Thanks for listening this week. And we... we'll see you back here next yeah. week. See you then. Woohoo!